This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 347 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. I missed you on Friday. I'm sure that you missed me more than I missed you, though. Ouch. Um, <laughs> didn't I say that when I yes. got back from Ireland? Yeah. Um, classic. Sorry. No offense. Uh, I did get to meet a good amount of you in Austin, actually, and uh, that was really cool. I honestly, for some reason, wasn't expecting a lot of people who watch the show to be there, but obviously it's a Tim Castle. So... There are people who watch Pop Culture Crisis, and uh, I took pictures with some of you guys. It was really cool to meet you. Excellent. Uh, Do you have a good time out there? Was that fun? I did. It was crazy, and I'm so glad that the problems, the tech problems, were not my problem to deal with. Yeah, right. And I just got to sit back and watch the chaos. Yeah. Uh, I watched some of it. I, I ended up taking up like a nap on Friday and <laughs> woke up late. Yeah, and I, I love in. the idea of like yeah. everybody just like s- blood and tears and sweat. Everyone trying to figure out the the audio issues we were having while yeah. you're just like here relaxing. Yeah, like I woke up and I I, I, t- I put the show on and just watched from there and then uh, was checking the Discord later. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about here today, guys. Uh, race swaps for me, but not for thee uh, would be the, the order of the day. Obviously, we're going to talk about the race swapped colorism that's being talked about around the casting of Nani uh, from the Lilo and Stitch live action. They really are making everything live action these days they're not taking any days off for that we're going to talk about that there's a lot of discussion about whether it's hypocritical uh i'm kind of the anarchistic perspective of like you know uh it happened to one group now it's happening to another group and i get to laugh at all of it while everyone argues about this stuff so we will discuss that we're going to talk about disney losing over 200 million dollars between strange worlds and Lightyear uh as super mario brothers ascends as as nintendo ascends and seems to be making all the money these days we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about zendaya how would you describe this one you you would be the better one to describe this topic yeah um everyone was just arguing about whether women have gotten less attractive since the 90s specifically celebrities uh and the women we consider it girls and heartthrobs today yeah they were comparing jennifer Connolly and zendaya and we're gonna we're gonna weigh in on the issue yeah, we, we will talk about it. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to have an opinion as you a guy. You are allowed to I'm have a, an opinion. I'm allowed to have an opinion. Fantastic. We're going to talk about that. And then also Ice Cube's wife, Coco, had a dance. We're going to talk not, about it's this. It's Ice Cube. It's Ice-T. 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 Ice-T's wife, uh, Coco, had a, a dance with their daughter that we were going to talk about on Friday. Whoa, I literally we just got a big it. super chat yep. from Nepneps. Yep. He said, it's me again, and I'm here to say Bert, and to say my pudding fund is growing every second. Well, that is... Uh, 
the the pudding fund must be getting How, very large if you have the yeah. extra income to send it here. Guys, that reminds me, <laughs> if you do want to interrupt the discussion today, you can super chat anything. $20 and over, we will stop what we are talking about, and we will address that super chat right then and there. Also, before we get started, could you hit the like button on this video? Could you subscribe to this channel? If you have not done so already, the channel has been growing uh, very, very well lately. And might I add, take that, Roberto Jr. We are, we are passing you. We're like a thousand subscribers more than you. So I am now uh, proud to say that we are slightly better than chickens. Thank you. <laughs> we're mogging Chicken City right yeah, now. Yeah, we we're, we're paying for it. Like, three minutes. That's a wrestling one. Oh, by the way, this... This crisis party is brought to you by someone named Summer on Twitter who gave me the inspiration. I asked yesterday, I asked on Twitter, I said, could somebody give me some inspiration for a, a crisis party? And he said, you should use uh, Damn from Ron Simmons and you should use um, something from like wrestling, uh, wrestling stuff. So it's uh, Kuratsuchi Natsu on Twitter. That was uh, his suggestion. And then in the middle there, that's not actually Randy Savage. That's Bonesaw from Spider-Man. When Spider-Man fights Bonesaw in the steel cage in the movie Spider-Man. So he that's where... homophobic remarks. Yes. Yeah, I, I left that part out of it. I, I left the controversial part out of it. You should have left the homophobic <laughs> remark in. <laughs> would have been, it would have been more on brand, right? So we're going to talk about all that. Mary, are you ready to get right into it? I'm ready. All right. We're going to get started with some funny stuff first. Elijah Wood who, if you remember, was simping hard for Rings of Power, uh, he is now t putting his two cents in on the fact that they're going to be making more Lord of the Rings movies. And he says he's fascinated and excited. But the main point he makes here is that the movies were originally made at a time when they wanted to be, uh, they wanted to bring the books faithfully to the screen and that he hopes that that's what they'll do for the, the new movies, to which I say, ha, 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 that's not going to happen. Yeah, uh, he said he's not begrudging that they're doing this for commerce. No, because it's capitalism. He said great art can come from commerce, so those two things are not mutually exclusive. I agree, yes. but if that were the case for Rings of Power, uh, Rings of Power would have performed better and made more money, right? Yeah, if, there was act <laughs> if they actually cared about commerce, then it would have so done it's, better. It's not about profit at all, Elijah no. Wood, uh, and I guess you don't understand that. It's really funny. I was watching, I, I've been re-watching a series called Numbers lately, and they have a, a bunch of episodes that really do deal specifically with, the, oh, oh one right there. Uh, he said, uh, uh, when I say pudding fund, I mean funding others to get pudding. Oh, well, that's, uh, I mean, I, I like pudding. Are we supposed I, to I buy mean, pudding with this money? Do you, do you eat tapioca pudding? Uh, disgusting. I don't think so. Just like I like uh, tapioca pearls Ugh. used for boba. No, thank you. No, thank you. That's different. Um, thanks for the pudding fund. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> so look for this. I've been watching the, this show numbers, and it's really funny how more, how much more rationally they dealt with the concept of capitalism back in the early two thousands, where like CEOs could be bad people, but then the next episode, the the CEO actually be a character, and they would talk about capitalism and uh, the exchanging of goods and services for money as a good thing. Whereas now we've devolved into this weird society where they don't seem to care about that anymore in Hollywood. And uh, the, the messaging is just far different now. Uh, I think like, I don't know. I, I, I'm ready to voice some opinions that are really kind of out of our 
our wheelhouse on this show, so go for it. You're allowed. Well, I mean, I was just, I was just meaning to say, um, the more that the importance of individuals and individualism has been t tossed aside, yeah, that actually has uh, been done intended for the benefit of capitalism. Mm. Um, but now we're seeing the, the ramifications of that. Well, they talk about how the original Lord of the Rings made $2.9 at the box office. I was flooded in my social media feeds with people who went to go see Return of the King at theaters for the 20th anniversary. It still resonates with people. People still love it. Yes. People still care about it. But we all know. I saw people going in cosplay. And yeah. Everything. We all know. <laughs> Which is a little bit. That the world we live in now won't allow the art to just be the art. It will have to include some type of message. We're going to talk about that later. You can't escape it now. And I think part of it's also like, it just harkens back to a time of more innocence for people. Like, was it even any different behind the scenes? Maybe, maybe not. But you thought of it differently, like you as in the royal you. Like, you know, when you didn't know that these things were such big issues in Hollywood, it was easier to look at art more innocently. I really begrudge Elijah Wood to have an opinion on this because <laughs> of the fact that he's shit on his own fan base. And he called everyone racist. Literally for, yeah. called the Lord of the Rings fans and fantasy genre fans in general racists. Yep, of course. And One more from, uh, uh, from NepNeps. NepNeps said, you can use the pudding fund to get pudding or not. I don't control what people use the money on even as a gubernatorial candidate of Utah. Are you running? Are you? Are you running? I'm down to see you I'm win. I'm gonna move to Utah just to, to vote for you. To vote for you. One more there from Trucker. Trucker and Tourist said, I'm always on board for anything that takes Disney down a peg or two. Why is it so hard for filmmakers to just stick to the source material? The success has already been proven by the source. Why reinvent the wheel? Keep up the fantastic work. Because Diversity, inclusion, and equity die requires it. If it nowadays. were about, like Elijah Wood says, making a lot of money, yeah. a desire to make a lot of money, I think that we would actually have a lot less critique yeah. for these uh, projects. It's really funny. I've been watching old reviews from the various YouTubers that I, that I really like that do reviews. And what's always funny is when, they, when it's a movie, it's almost like we're programmed a certain way. When it's a movie they really like, they're like, I don't know how long this review can be. I, I liked most of it. Whereas I'm the type of person who wants to talk about all the stuff that I like about a movie. A lot of people, it's just like, we're so programmed now to be critical. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Then it's like we don't even know what to say when we like it. Yeah. It's weird. It's like a weird thing. And so for Elijah Wood, I, I don't know how much a lot of these people actually understand. Like, I imagine Elijah Wood knows the, in, the in, ins and outs of the, what's going on behind the scenes. So I think most of them are disingenuous when they have these discussions anyways, because they have the inside baseball about just how bad things are behind the scenes. They just agree with it. So it I think matter. he's just talent and that's all that he knows. He yeah. doesn't actually know the inner workings. So you might think that he's more aware of how the industry works, but because he thinks that this is about profit, yeah, that shows how. Cool well, no, so I don't really think is. that he actually believes that. I think that he's just, you know, 
saying it for the interview. I, I don't mm. believe for a second that these people are stupid. I think they're, most of them are evil, not stupid. Most of the time. Most I of the time. If they wanted that. it, if it was about commerce, they would just say, Peter Jackson, come back. Do it again. I think Jennifer Selke is evil and not stupid. I think Elijah Wood is just stupid. Do you think he's a useful yeah. idiot? Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. All right. You wanted to talk about the Pope's exorcist. I did not go see this. Yeah, you went. And, you went and saw this. Um, yeah, I just wanted to talk about this because I saw it uh, over the weekend and I just hated it. And as <laughs> Brett said, people like to focus on the negatives of the movies they watch. They do. Rather than the positives. What did you hate about it? Uh, well, first of all, this, by the way, has nothing to do uh, with the fact that I'm Catholic and there are a lot of things that are theologically inaccurate about this. I hate when movies are written uh, to an audience that they think is stupid, even yeah. if the audience is stupid. Um, when every bit of dialogue is about expository information, um, it just... It feels so patronizing and it when takes it's just me nothing out of but, the story. When it's just nothing but exposition dump after yeah. exposition dump after exposition like dump. This, okay, so this is about a family, uh, a widow and her two children that move to a dilapidated abbey in Spain that they inherited from her late husband who died in a car wreck. Um, her son witnessed her, his, his dad die in the car wreck and <sighs> has been traumatized, hadn't spoken since. And the dialogue, okay, first of all, her daughter is like the most flat, one-dimensional teenage character that's like, F you, mom, that I've ever seen. I, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm, I'm more critical <laughs> of the kids that are overly good and nice, which always feels worse to me or feels but less it's honest. it's both ways. Like, yeah. why can't they just be... Kids? Kids. I, I don't know. Like, the mom was also one-dimensional. Her entire character is just being clueless and and helpless and yeah. uh you know panicky almost in like a shelly duvall way Ooh, a panicky female lead <laughs> yeah um and i guess that father figure is replaced by the priests um since her husband is dead but anyway she's having this moment of dialogue with her daughter at the very beginning and all it is is exposition she's like explaining to her daughter things that she would already fully know. Okay. She's like, uh, well, we're only moving to this abbey until the construction is done and we can sell it and we can move back to the U.S. right after that. Okay. This is a temporary thing. And it's like, yeah, you just moved to Spain. Your daughter knows why you moved to Spain. Like, you don't need to explain that all over again. And it's just because this, the, they think that the audience is too dumb to to get subtle hints. The funny thing is you can do exposition dumps. Thank you. God bless America. Thank you. Uh, I also edited the crisis party. Um, exposition dumps can be done really well. Shows that have like long walk and talks. Hospital shows where they're walking through hallways a lot. That's a good time to do okay, exposition, sure, exposition yeah. dumps. It's just a matter of how you handle it. Yeah. Um, and then another thing she says is like, you know, keep an eye out for your brother, like take care of, of your brother. Yeah. And the girl is like, I can't be a mom for you, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then the mom explicitly says like, he hasn't spoken since the accident a year ago when when your dad died. Like, <laughs> it's, it's that on the nose on and the like, nose. 
yeah, it, it felt very patronizing. Um, so aside from that, there was just a lot of CGI that was really poorly done. And I normally am not even the type of person to notice that type of thing. Nepneps, right here. Nepneps said, I'm 100% running for governor of Utah in 2028 because I didn't prepare for the 2024 race. My whole saying for the campaign is, I can't promise anything that I can't keep. But F the, go <laughs> F the government. Hey, I'm on board, man. Um, I am on board for that one. 2028. I, yes, you're going to need to remind us, but <laughs> I'm totally in support of you, Nepneps. And uh, is that, is Utah where Post Malone lives or is he living in Las Vegas? I feel like he lives... Post Malone he, is in Utah, yeah. Utah, okay, he just opened a Raising Cane's. <laughs> He's really? a big fan of Raising Cane's, and he just had he a grand opening. He didn't want to open his own restaurant? He, he opened a... He, he, like, he like bought a franchise for a Raising Cane's, and I'm just okay. like, I love it. I love Go it, off. dude. I'm, I love Raising Cane's. So, <laughs> I know everyone loves Chick-fil-A. I'm a fan of Raising Cane's. Yeah. All right, keep going. Um, yeah, the bad CGI was just um, too noticeable for even If me. you noticed, it must have been horrible. Yeah, in you Marvel movies, paid. I never notice that it's bad. You guys always say that afterwards when we're reviewing it. This one was real bad. And there were moments where, like, someone is possessed and their mouth, like, opens really wide. And it's just like... Oh, this is awful. And it is not like this movie was not scary at all. It's a horror movie. It's R rated. It was not in the least bit scary. And I'm very easily scared by horror movies. So that's saying something. Um, and as far as the inaccuracies, uh, I think that this is really disrespectful because this is about. Uh, that was always going to happen. Yeah. Sure, of course. But some <laughs> movies are worse than others in that respect. What's a, what's an example of one that's not super bad that you would get that you like if somebody was to ask you like one that you think is actually fairly uh respectful? I think that The Exorcist was okay. Okay. But people also aren't scared of The Exorcist anymore because the effects uh are dated. Yeah. But anyway, this is about the chief exorcist of the Vatican in um the 80s and he uh it was like from like 1986 to 2016. Okay. His name is Gabriel Amorth, and I think <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that none of this is even based on a true story. Yeah, it's completely fake. Like <laughs> none of it was was sourced from anything. Like it's not even inspired uh, by a true story. And I know like they would put that phrase at the beginning of the movie if it had been. Yeah, they love to use that phrase. It's yeah, and they didn't. So I knew from the beginning. Like okay, here we go, and is really disrespectful given that he's a real person because I don't think that he would bless any of or, or approve of any of what was in this movie. And it makes him look like a bad exorcist and a bad Catholic. Okay. <laughs> he, he, in the movie, uh, volunteers himself to be possessed by the demon that he is attempting to exorcise from the little boy uh, as a way to sacrifice himself for the sake of the kids in the house. I That's guess something the, that a trained exorcist and a, and any believing Catholic would never do. Okay. Ever. <laughs> Especially the chief exorcist of the Vatican who's responsible for training other exorcists. That would never happen. And he also had a younger, inexperienced priest uh, in the movie under his guidance. That yeah. would never happen. And then it has this, like, Marvel, like, poggers ending that was so like cheap and ineffectual. Um, the Exorcist Cinematic Universe. It is literally next. was like, yeah, like the Pope's Exorcist Cinematic Universe. It ended 
like get ready for the sequel folks and they like high five and walk into the sunset like <laughs> it was so bad uh, it, it doesn't sound good, but it like, didn't it was, take itself seriously enough. And I didn't see almost any promotion for this movie, no. so it, it makes. I didn't sense. even know that it existed until I saw a preview for it at another movie. So they just didn't even try. It's sad that Russell Crowe took this lead because I like him as yeah. an actor, but this movie sucked. And he, I guess he tried his best, but it was bad. All right, there you go. That's a that's a review. All right, guys, if you didn't also, I'm not a Love is Blind fan. Okay, go go figure. I don't know if I'm the target demographic for Love is Blind, but Love is Blind went off the rails the other night. They were supposed to have yeah. their reunion on Netflix, and uh, it didn't happen on time, and everyone's mad. Literally everyone is mad. On, on my Twitter, yeah. people who I didn't even know cared about Love is Blind were mad. They had a fiasco of tech issues yeah. and then ended up not being able to and then they had a tweet live as they had, planned. A, they had a tweet that says love is late and somebody's like not cool dude yeah <laughs> so like, like the, you can't joke about something the like fans that. were angry you know glad that shit didn't happen to me yeah for sure that could never happen to me that would no no never that would never happen i'm just built different like that. <laughs> i'm built different all right, guys, we got some other funny stuff to talk about today. Uh, Jideon, uh, we have to watch this video. This is absolutely incredible. So <laughs> Jideon, he gets arrested and asks the cop to get a thumbnail and records his arrest. And I just, I love, like, it, depending on the day of the week, this would either infuriate me, sadden me, or make me laugh tears of joy. Today, it was, it made me laugh. Maybe not tears of joy, but it made me laugh. So, he's a, the, yeah, he's a, he's a stream, he, well, he used to be a streamer. He got banned off Twitch because he said something mean about Pokimane, or he got into a, a disagreement with Pokimane. Uh, and here's the video. She basically runs Twitch. Yes. Without running And track Twitch. of how many times I've gotten pulled over. Here we go. And went live. He's just actually pulled ridiculous. over, goes live. You won't? Bro, Kendrick, say I won't. Jake. Jake, bro, you saying you're not going to fall for it? What's up, ma'ams? My manager just joined. People I'm just about to go hang to jail. out and watch. Can you, call, can you call lawyer Mark? He knows that... Uh, uh, he, so I'm, the thing is, he knows that he has a warrant out at this time. So he knows he's going to jail. Yeah. on a different prank video. Yes. So uh, he knows that he's going to jail as soon as they run his name. Like... I haven't paid off my warrant yet. Yeah. And it's fucking ridiculous because I could have went yesterday, but I want to make a video for hey, you guys. Hey, I'm with him on this. Like, you put off going to do that stuff till the last possible minute. I'm, I'm with him on this one. By the way, watch for the watermelons that honest, are piled in the back of his car. Off. Must be for uh, another this, video. This wraps after this. Okay, he's coming back. He's coming back. Here All right, I'm going to take, go. take off. I'm going to take off. I'm going to take off. Five. Don't drive four, off. <laughs> three. Uh, yes, sir. He knew it. I'm gonna arrest him. <sighs> All right, buddy. Let's go. Had any issues up in Harris County? Yeah, I'm supposed to pay off my uh, bond. Me and my lawyer, we were just gonna do it at the point. He should have said I was on my way to do it right now. Yeah, they have yeah. an active warrant with Harris County. I know. And they, they, I, I'm just going to give you a warning, but they, they want to place a hold, so you're going to the, the The cop is actually about as cool as you can get in this type of situation. Come with yeah. Me. Do you have someone that you want to call to come? Yeah. Anybody here right now? Everybody's out of town. Okay. Well, if you can put your phone in your pocket, man, I'm, I'm going to have to put you in handcuffs. Okay. Is it cool if I get a thumbnail? <laughs> a who? 
Dude, we live in a content world. But where look you're... at how understanding yeah. the cop is. He's like, oh yeah. Thumbnail. A thumbnail before you put the handcuffs on. Well, I'll, I'll let you do that once we get to the station. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he still gets it. I'm just gonna give you a warning. Right? Harris County. No, it's not your fault. It's all good. So. Look at this. <laughs> he's striking poses while he's getting the cuffs put on. <laughs> <laughs> also, look at his shorts. They say raw dog. <laughs> Why do your shorts say that? Can you do me a favor? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh. All right, chat. I'm going to jail. <laughs> See you boys later. Here, I'm going to just end that. <laughs> Like the most understanding cop in history. Yeah, it probably was a cop that's like over six foot tall. Yeah, like that was, yeah, you don't want, you never want to get arrested by a short cop. Horrible idea. But when he starts like posing for the thumbnail, like. I would have made it cringe of the day, but it made me roll my eyes. No, it's not cringe. For some reason, I like, I get why this guy. Dude, just as a following. did it for the con Sorry. he just he did it for the content. Sometimes you have to do it for the content. All right, uh, we also have a um, a cringe of the day that actually is cringy. It's bad. Yeah. So right. uh, if you didn't know, Brad Paisley just recently made a trip to Ukraine to Kiev. Is that how you say it? Kiev. And walked around with Joe Manchin, uh, playing country roads. It's not Kiev roads was taken. They Kiev couldn't do roads. they couldn't do Kiev roads. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Here we go. Take me home. I'm sure this meant a lot to the Ukrainian people. <laughs> They're like, thank you so much, Mr. Paisley. What, 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 what do you think did more for, for Kiev? This or Angelina Jolie showing up in a coffee shop? Um, they both are obviously humanitarian heroes. And I don't like any suggestions. Yes. Cringe. He but... was telling Joe to not sing so loud. <laughs> All right. Ah. Uh, and I do have cute of the day, guys. Uh, by the way, I'm going to add, uh, if you want to send in uh, pictures of your adorable dogs, cats, and pets, uh, maybe if you're going to tag me in the in the tweet, uh, also do hashtag PCC pets, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's a good way to get a hold of Hashtag PCC meme review for any of your memes or clips or edits that you want on the next meme review because you guys have been slacking. And for pet pics, for cute of the day, it's hashtag PCC pets. Yeah. Just to be clear. Yep. I think that will be a good way to, let me... Uh... Up there, get rid of it. So this is from Dark Gift Comics. It says, Mama Bear is 10 years old today. This is from a couple days ago. Happy birthday, Zara Bella, my baby girl. That is an adorable dog. I find it interesting that some people keep track of their dog's birthdays and yeah. other people just don't care. $20 one right there from Trucker and Taurus. Trucker and Taurus said tone deaf and tone deaf. Yes. Um, um, some people say that Brad Paisley turned woke because of his crazy wife. Who's he married to? Um, some crazy. I don't. I don't know who's. I don't know let who's me look it up. To. She. She um, was. She was in uh, Father of the Bride. Okay. Um, some actress, and know. he said that he went to see the movie, and instantly fell in love with her. Oh, it's he a went, story for the ages. Sounds he, like something written by publicists. He went to see the movie alone. Oh. Okay. And saw her on screen, and instantly he fell in love at first sight. 
That's um, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to show two today. So we've also got this from Remains of Hair on Twitter. Says this is Oogie Boogie and Shasta. They were both damaged kittens, broken and sick. Both are similar to having a Down syndrome toddler in the house from early uh, from early brain damage. And this is uh, I don't know huh. if that uh, they are adorable looking cats though. Yeah. Yes. Why do cats love boxes so much? Dude, Bucko sits does nothing but sit. Like I I posted a picture on Twitter yesterday of Bucko. <laughs> Where was he? On top of a box. They like going inside the box yeah. and on top of the box. In the box in the picture I posted of Bocus on Friday was him in a box up here. He was sitting um, in a box on this on this table. Cute cats. The brain damage thing is interesting. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. Honestly, most cats are brain damaged. To begin with. Did you see the... Oh, Not did, bright. Did you see the video that somebody posted? It's like a meteorologist. Did I tell you about this earlier? The meteorologist who posted the video of a cat named Kittler. No. <laughs> and she had to apologize. She goes, oh, look, he looks like Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, he and, has the Charlie Chaplin's yeah, stash. But the, not... cat, the, cat, the cat's name was Kittler. That's and, cute. And she said Kittler on air and the network made her apologize. You can't. What do you mean? Apologize and change the name of the cat now? Uh, apparently they just shouldn't have put the cat on the air at all. I guess you could say instead of Hitler, you, you could say Catlin. And then people Charlie were, Catlin. And then people were like, that cat has nine lives and uh, Meow and Kampf and uh, various uh -huh. other, like all of the it's cat like when, uh, puns came out. When Carpe Donctum obviously, you know, yes. taught, taught yes. his pug to... You know. Oh, we remember. We were, <laughs> uh, Pepperidge Farm definitely remembers that. All right, we're going to come back to the rest, guys. We're going to get started here. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about. The first is uh, what you would call friendly fire in, in this world. It's also, uh, it's rules for thee and not for me in the world of Hollywood. And right now, just not that long after the Little Mermaid fiasco, we now have the casting of Nani for uh, Lilo and Stitch. I was not a huge, I don't, you know, I'm not the target not demographic. No, it's not my generation. But this discussion is one that's going to go on forever. And the funny thing about this is they're saying it's not about. Thank you. Thank you. It's they're not saying, about crisis parties. It's not about crisis parties. They're saying that this isn't about racism. It's about colorism. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> We're going to restart. We're going to restart. Uh, we have to cut this up later and make something out of it. All so right. They have, they have done the casting for Lilo and Stitch. They've cast Nani. It's an actress named Sydney Elizabeth Ogdong. And they're mad because they do not believe that her skin tone is the proper color. Right. Cool. Uh, they're saying that this is an example of colorism because she's not as dark yes. as Nani in the animated uh, movie and show. The show is more from my Disney Channel generation yeah. than Brett's. And if you want the definition but... of colorism, because somebody in the chat asked what is colorism, it says prejudice or discrimination against individ individuals with a dark skin tone, typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group. Colorism yeah. within the black community, colorism, yes. So uh, in this case, they're just saying that Nani should be darker. Yeah. I mean, it's it's quite literally that simple. And... I guess one thing uh, is that some people are saying this actress, Sydney Agadong, is uh, ethnically Hawaiian. She is not. She is half white and half Filipino. But she is Hawaiian by just her citizenship there. She's from that state uh, as, like, uh, ge geographically. So the argument is that she's and not Polynesian. She's not, yeah, she's not 
ethnically Polynesian. So that is a problem. And they also think that she just ought to be darker yeah. in her skin tone. I think that she resembles Nani well enough in her facial features and that she probably, with makeup, with color grading, with just tanning based on her ethnicity, her yeah. background, she would basically look the same. But people are sourcing all of the pictures of her where she looks the lightest in skin tone to compare her to the animated character and complain uh, that this is an example of uh, racist colorist casting when in reality it's just colorblind casting done in the opposite direction that you wanted yep uh when it's tinkerbell yep being casted by uh yara shahidi or holly bailey in the little mermaid or any of these other examples it's something to be celebrated yeah. arbitrarily but when it's done in the opposite direction then it's a problem and it's funny too because like I, I, they, somebody in the chat says uh, Mighty Rax says not not too many Samoan actors. Well, like Hawaii Five O, the modern version of Hawaii Five O, did a very good job of casting that show. I don't know if maybe they got the same like if they have the same casting director working for them for a project like this. That would have been very good. But this was just it was never going to be not controversial. And I'm just gonna laugh at all of it because I'm gonna laugh at it when they when they cast Ariel when they cast Ariel, and I'm gonna laugh at it when they do this because you're never gonna make everyone happy and someone's always going to be angry i would rather these everyone has companies... a right to be angry like they do these people have a right to be angry the people no, who wanted this if and the you're people angry who... about this you are mentally disturbed like but, this... yeah but so like but also then the people who are mad about uh the little mermaid everyone's mad i don't think of it it's something to be mad about i think it's something to just point out and yeah. not pretend that this is colorblind casting Uncomfortable i think that cheer. all of these casting decisions uh have a considerable amount of uh thought and discussion oh beforehand yeah absolutely and how it will go over with the public so when disney did this i cannot imagine they didn't know that it would receive backlash. They know yeah. that in both directions, the outrage marketing works. Here's the problem. When, when, when this happened before, Disney offers their full-blooded defense of the actress from of Halle Bailey in The Little, in the Little Mermaid. They do not. Disney's been suspiciously silent on this. So they're just leaving sure. her out to dry. But don't tell me that Disney didn't know that there would be no, backlash to Sydney Agudong being pale and also not being of Hawaiian heritage. They knew that this would make people angry. I don't know what their plan for that was other than getting negative attention rather than positive attention. This was uh, one tweet that kind of purpose, purposely, perfectly encapsulates what they think about it. It says, whitewashing the Lilo and Stitch casting is not the same as casting Ariel as black. Positive POC representation subverts racism. Whitewashing canonically brown and black characters does not. Whiteness has never been made a mockery of in media to need that representation at all. Another example that people were bringing up is the casting of mm. Naomi Scott in uh, Aladdin as pr yep. Princess Jasmine because she was half white and half Indian, therefore not dark enough for them. Yeah. And it's just really weird to be this fixated on that people's also, skin tone. That also like eventually just disappeared from the news cycle because it's not beneficial to them. So just like that, this will disappear yeah. from the news cycle eventually too. 
Yeah, all the outrage gets memory hold. Well, but, this no, just this type of outrage yeah, gets yeah, memory yeah. hold. Not the one that they like. They yeah. like the other mem- the, the the other outrage. This stuff uh, won't you, help them. Yeah, do you think that the media is going to ask Sydney Agudong questions about the reaction to her casting? That's a very good question. Because they I asked know. Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell about that, and she had the perfect opportunity to go on record saying, you know, diversity... They probably won't give her the opportunity. ...is uh, such a beautiful thing in in the entertainment that we love, and it's a way to, like, welcome people. Like, they always do these baiting questions yeah. when it's the other way around, but are they going to put Sydney Agudong in the position where she has to defend Disney's outrage marketing? Like, is she going to have <clears throat> to speak for the fact that she's not Polynesian descent? Also, I don't know. No, I don't think they'll give her the platform to do that. I don't think they'll ask those questions. They'll ignore it. It's also really funny. I, I was reading a bunch of the comments regarding Cleopatra, and it's just it really does. It speaks to the power of uh, Hollywood's ability to change history through their movies and television, where there's just a ton of people who are like, "Oh yeah, she was black," right. like, who just they they, they just take it's it as like, true. Uh, yeah, like Cleopatra is black. You might have. Uh, a disagreement you might have evidence to the contrary but is it really worth losing your job over exactly one more Cleopatra's black from Nepneps Nepneps said one more super chat I'm also an elite member with Timcast (laughs) if that part wasn't obvious I uh, that's I'm glad that there's other people in the in the discord here and I hope there are I hope there are actually people in the discord watching right now I I check the PCC live discord all the time and, and check it out so I'm constantly on there i also don't remember uh if this currency that riga tencent is equal to twenty dollars so know. i don't know sorry but <laughs> well not for not blue blue is blue is like two dollars okay yeah. Yeah. all right sounds good um but i think like all of the reactions to this were just from deeply unhinged and unfulfilled people uh one said I'm trying to have an appropriate reaction to this. There are like eight drafts of me quoting this tweet. All of them would get me suspended and maybe even jailed. Yeah. So you were making violent threats? This get, is why, get the feds on their asses. <laughs> this is why it's better to just laugh at all this stuff, guys. Like, I understand the, the desire to get angry at a lot of this. They're working to actively change history, and they are, really are, in a lot of ways, working to ruin the culture. But... Speaking out against it is important, but also remember to keep your sense of humor. Like, I don't want to be the outrage guy. I want to be able to laugh at everybody when this stuff happens because it's, it makes me laugh because there's all, it feels like maybe it's like a, like a response, like there's nothing I can do about it. So all I can do is laugh. Like I can talk about it and we I'm can not, have these discussions, yeah, but I'm not I, I want to about it either. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be the outrage guy. I want to talk about it. I want to have a discussion about it. Like I said, I thought this tweet that this person said was in, I, I disagree with her, but I found it to be an interesting definition by their, by their definition as an activist as to why the entertainment is important and why it's okay for them to be hypocritical to them. That's, that's okay. They don't see anything wrong with that because to them, there is no truth, but power. Therefore it's kind of like the notion of the ends justify the means, right? Like I know that I'm being hypocritical. I know that it's uh, that it was the exact same thing going the other way when the little mermaid got cast, but I don't care because it's about my end goal, which is, I guess, 
some vague quota of beating racism, <laughs> whatever that means. The quota is irrelevant. It's just yeah. less white people, yeah. <laughs> which is bizarre because that's they're dunking this, on a woman who is not even white. That's in this tweet. It's, this person just says, now this could be a fake account, just says they shouldn't make movies with white people. Another tweet said, dark-skinned women can't have anything. This is so disappointing. Literally, what are you talking about? Hol you get everything. Well, I mean, they can't get anything unless, like, they, like, they're, like they'll cast black women in everything now, unless they're, but they're always gay. They, they always make them gay in the movies and the television is shows. Is that the case? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Holly Bailey isn't. Yeah, that's like, yeah but that's like the rare example of like the lead, lead, leading role in the movie. When they're doing television shows, it's, uh, it's good. they're all gay. Well, Every, in, everyone in the on case TV of Tinkerbell, yeah. she's not gay. She likes Peter Pan. In the in in television, like chat, help me out. Like if it's chat, the CW, like, I yeah. guess. It, chat, help me out. Like it's otherwise. most like those those are big budget examples, I guess, for movies. Yeah. But on television, it's different. I just I am tired of the response from. Uh, the, what I guess, about the woman king? Quote anti-woke people saying this is such a double standard it's so hypocritical the double standard call it out yeah. when in fact these people are making the double standard as explicit as they possibly can we don't need to call it out anymore we don't need to draw attention to it or point it out they are openly saying yes it's a double standard and this is why and we will not be happy until all of the characters in these live action remakes or anything new are positive POC representation. It's all out there. They, they lay their cards on the table. We know what they're advocating for. Mm. It's in most cases, not even underhanded anymore. They are explicitly saying we don't want light skinned people or white people on screen. Mm -hmm. We know this. There's, um, there's nothing to point out. And there's nothing to doing... uncover. And they're also, uh, they are doing Moana. I, I completely forgot about this one recently, uh, that, they yes. were, that they're doing Moana. Live so action Moana is on yeah. its way, and uh, the, the dead body of that movie is not even cold yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That movie did really well, but it did well because it was a new idea. Yeah. And making a live action remake of it, which, again, is going to have, like, the worst color grading ever. Yeah. <laughs> like all these Disney remakes do. Uh, it's not going to make it any more special than the last iteration. Uh, also, you said that there was somebody in particular that uh, wanted them to be cast in this. Oh, oh High Voltage 75 said, uh, Welcome back, Mary. Did any particular moment from the Austin show stand out to you? I really liked the part when Trunk and Alex Jones wandered into the crowd and to field questions from the audience while Tim sat there seething. Uh, I don't know if he was seething, but... Um, yeah, Alex Jones was definitely uh, being being his usual bombastic self. He knows how to work. He knows how to work a crowd. Definitely, yeah. um, drunk or sober, and that's irrelevant. But <laughs> I guess, uh, hmm, what was my favorite part? Honestly, like the parts leading up to the show before it started and before, before the people started rolling in was really exciting. Um, I got to watch Ian singing his heart out um, and playing guitar on stage for like at least a half an hour before we started. Um, and he was just, he was just feeling himself. Uh, he started dancing. Honestly, that was like one of my favorite parts and it wasn't even part of the show. Um, because like, I mean this like totally genuinely, Ian's just the best guys. 
He, uh, uh, when he's, he's on stage, a, he's a... Uh, he's, he's such a free person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's so, like, uh, unencumbered. Yeah. I love that about him. Look, for, for these types of things, we're going to have to talk about this every time this, this type of stuff happens. I think the best thing that you can do to the contrary, that we can do to the contrary in this, in this culture, is to start making our own art. And that's what a lot of The Daily Wire is doing. That's what a lot of other people are doing. And also remember that for a lot of it, these types of casting things become really important when it's stuff where they feel like there's going to be influence on children or the youth uh, genres outside of sci-fi gets get left alone. Uh, you know the stuff that's made for uh, older older white dudes gets left alone, and they just make it the way that they used to make TV shows back in the '80s and the '90s. These type of things are are interesting, but to me, it's just it's the hypocrisy on both sides. I don't. I don't care. What's uh, I, I think that we just need to talk about it because they embarrass themselves, and okay. we don't need to do the work. Okay. Um, one girl actually quote tweeted the announcement of yeah. this casting with a selfie and said, listen, she's probably a lovely woman, but I can't help but feel disappointed. I wanted Nani to look like me. Sad face emoji. It's a, it's a, it's a statement on the narcissism. You of don't the culture. look like Nani. Like, it's a statement <laughs> on the narcissism of the culture we live in right now to expect everybody, every character, just because you identify with that character to, to look like you. Also, Wait, uh, that, that to me. Pull that up again. Okay. That right. woman doesn't look like Nani. Like at all. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, uh, she's probably hoping for the character character to be plus size. So she can get represented in that way too. It's it's a weird part of the culture now where you feel like you have to be represented in everything you see, and I just I, I'll never understand yeah, that. Stop it, it, crying it and wetting your diaper and soiling yourself about it. Like, gosh, like care about something adults care about. The movie is for children. Yeah. <laughs> But I guess since these people are still like spiritually children, they uh, can't well, the, move on. you know, it's the extended adolescence. Also, uh, there was the what was the other thing that I was gonna? Oh, it, beyond that, we also have this guys. Uh, they canceled. If you want to, an idea of just how much the culture has changed and how much they're willing to not let your opinion be heard, somebody started a cancel Queen Cleopatra. A cancel Queen Cleopatra on Netflix yep. change.org petition and it got taken down by change.org. I wonder why. I have no clue. It why violated community guidelines, whatever that means. Why would that be? Sounds that they bogus. Would, that, why would they get rid of that? So that they can alter history all they want and you won't have any say in the matter because they get to be the ones that are arbiters of truth. I mean, I know that change.org petitions have never really changed anything, yeah. but... It's just a way that people are trying to voice dissent yeah. against all of this insanity. It says over 85,000 people signed the petition before it was taken down. I can't imagine where it would be at by now if it hadn't got taken down. Um, people know that petitions like this don't stop Netflix from doing anything that they plan on doing. I don't, I don't know it's if just, types of It's just to make ever... a point. Yeah. You know, it's just to to say like not everyone is cool with this not everyone supports this and you can't even do that yeah it's just disheartening and it was the greek city times that wrote the article whatever so, happened to yeah. representation of egyptians right yeah like <laughs> cleopatra was not african-american i also don't know if the cleopatra movie starring gal gadot is still going forward with patty jenkins that could still be going forward but i'm not 110 percent sure um, that was still in the works Wait, the last I heard. They're making a, a Queen Cleopatra movie uh, starring Gal Gadot. 
not a documentary. No, a movie based on a the, separate thing. Uh, yeah. Okay. A movie. And Starring I believe, Gal Gadot. Yep. Mm. And as far as I know, that's still going forward. Okay. So that would be, you know, maybe that's the answer. I mean, she looks Mediterranean. We that the, makes a hell of a lot more sense. The Cleopatra cinematic universe, and they can both exist in the same, you know, Earth One Cleopatra is the Jada Pinkett Smith Cleopatra. And, it's going to uh, be like Kang. I guess, no, I guess Earth two, Earth One Cleopatra. This multidimensional version. Who, who played the original uh, Cleopatra? Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, she's Earth One Cleopatra. Gal Gadot can be Earth Two Cleopatra. Yeah. And the and the girl in the... In the um, in the other one can be the in the Netflix one can be the Earth Three Cleopatra. That's what we'll nobody do. can do it like Elizabeth Taylor. It's just a fact. Oh, uh, there's a lot less gravitas these days than there was no. back then. There was a lot more gravitas back then. Yeah. So, all right, we got some super chats there. Andrew Jacobs said, "Binging Cast Castle." Shout out to Wesley and Taylor. Well, thank you well, on their behalf. Them, yes, shout out to them. We'll let them know after the show. Nope. Yoroshima Otaru said, race swapping, not even once, make a new character. Well, that's what they did with Moana, but it yep. just starts all of these new problems every time. Just put something to rest. Never, ever remake anything ever in history, Please. ever once, never at all. Genuinely, like, mm. how do you think Moana came to be in the first place? Someone was like, we need a new character. Are we ever going to do that again? Maybe. <laughs> Gabby Hayes said, I decided to join an A24 film group on Facebook for fun or to spy on people and see if they're basically another cult. The results have been quite damning. <laughs> Love you both. Happy Monday. So it is a cult. We need to hear more. <laughs> like, uh, do, like, do they have like a, a secret handshake to identify one another? Like, do they have to like, cr like clasp arms on top of their A24 tattoos? Like Ugh. their their A twenty four tattoos have to touch, and that's how they know they're part of the group. It's like how they did it in uh in El Salvador, where they just gathered up all of the people with gang tattoos and threw them in prison. There it should go. be like that. Just get all of the people with an A twenty four tattoo, and just jail them, just immediately. Just to be safe. We can't do this fast enough, but we need more intel, Gabby Hayes. Please there, dish dish some details. There's a fifty dollar one right there. The king of pudding. This is not Nepneps said. Yeah, I lied. This is my final one because this name represents myself more. Well, you've you are now seen and validated. Representation matters. Representation so. matters, my friend. <laughs> Disco Jensen said studios went from tell a good story to make a lot of money to push this message. Happened in cinema 30s to 50s, repeated 60s to 80s, then 90s to 2010s. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm knowledgeable enough about cinema history to there's a that, there's a Mark Dice book about Hollywood propaganda that I've like two. Thank you. There's a there's a Mark Dice book about the history of Hollywood propaganda that I'm like two chapters in, but just keep getting distracted from reading. Now that I've got Speechify, though, or uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna like look for like more audiobooks to oh. to do stuff like that, but. Yeah, like I think that the propaganda has always, always been, been there. Films. Um, it, there, there have been periods in time where it was less noticeable. I also kind of wonder sometimes about the idea that somebody posted a video the other day, like, "Why are millennials so focused on nostalgia?" And then they kind of go off on the fact they explain the fact that like all of millennials' lives have been like, it's like born and then. 
immediately, uh, like the Cold War's ending, and then and then we go into Iraq, and then a banking crisis, and like they list all of the things that have happened. Uh, but in I the think life... you could list catastrophes like that for, for any period of time. That was kind of what I was saying. Is like I wonder if my dad or my mom would have been able to do the same thing, right? I mean, like look at the Vietnam have... War, yeah. and it's been going on at least for the last century. I think a lot of people forget that it's just different now because we're more connected with the rest of the world. Like, I really do believe that you just get more news all the time now. When you were before cell phones, before you had a phone with the internet on it, you went to work and you answered the phone or you sent text messages to your friends, but your friends and you weren't text messaging about news articles. Yeah. You were text messaging about what you were going to do with your night that night or what was going on with whoever you're dating and stuff like that. You're now just so... Uh, tied, handcuffed to news and information that all of it is propaganda in some way, shape, or form. The movies and stuff just happen to be how we discuss it here. Corey Anderson said, it is good to hear y'all's voices again. I just spent the last two weeks in, how do you say this, Spokane? Uh, Spokane, what is it? Spokane. Is it Spokane, Washington? Oh, no. Uh, so it's SEER training is survival s- evasion. Uh, SEER school? SEER school, yeah, for the military. Mary, you're lovely as always. Tell Dane I am play Elden Ring. I am play El- <laughs> Elden Ring. We will uh, let him know. Yeah, we'll pass that along. Yep. Uh, Carnell says we used to be a country, Brett. Yes, uh, that part... Proper country. That, that part does ring true to me a lot of times when I'm watching stuff. I was watching this episode of Numbers where they have a conspiracy episode. Literally, it's like a World Economic Forum type group that meets in California. And they and they go over like the, the episode. Two of the characters go back and forth about the JFK assassination. And they fight about it a bunch. And then at the end, they just decide that it doesn't matter and that their friendship matters more and that's kind of a lesson i think we could, we could all, all learn a lesson yeah, from that i think we could luis aguilar said let post malone cook yes he should cook at the restaurant yes. at, at there he should all right let's hold off on the rest we will come back guys we are gonna we're gonna move on so disney has been taking many Many uh, L lately. Uh, Strange World and Lightyear both lost money. Strange World lost $152 million. And Lightyear lost $106 million. All while Super Mario Brothers is well over, by now on Monday, $700 million total. Only in its second week. And is going to surpass a billion dollars easily. Why do you think that is, Mary? Says... Yeah, it's second just to Minions Rise of Gru. Well, Universal has been outpacing Disney for a while now. Yeah. Um, 20, uh, from D, C, and C. Said Billy Joel, we didn't start the fire. Lyrics describe boomer issues. <laughs> Do you think that's true? Like, the, like I, I, I push Meaning back. what? I push back on the people that blame boomers for everything, even if I think they're right most of the time, because I just, like, like I say, everyone should have the decency to complain in silence. <laughs> <laughs> to suffer in silence. Uh, right, yes. I, I'm half kidding. I'm obviously kidding no, here because no, my but... job is to complain here. But I'm saying like when everybody complains. It's about dignity. Yeah. When everybody complains about the housing market and they're right. They're 110% right. I'm still just like, I get it. It sucks for all of us. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it doesn't suck for the boomers that much. No, I'm saying for everyone else. Yes. It does suck for everyone else. I'm just like, I get annoyed because a lot of people, they just complain about everything. True. Yeah. Yes. Which we're, of course, doing right now. We're complaining about stuff. So exactly. we are hypocrites. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. 
So I think that this is because uh, Universal has been putting a lot more thought into their animated yeah. movies. I saw Post in Boots, and honestly, I was like floored. I thought that it was going to be uh, trash like the rest of uh, family-friendly content that's out right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was something I felt like they genuinely put care into. And everybody who watched Strange World or Lightyear last year uh, almost totally reported that they sucked. And they're also ideologically charged just enough to tip off the people who are sensitive to that, and they didn't want to see it either. Yeah. Well, the, those people never actually spend money. The same thing happens in comics where you make a but you make all your comics for a very small portion of the population, none of whom actually spend the money on the comics. Mm-hmm. They might buy an issue every once in a while and t- just to take a picture of it and share it on social media, but most of it is all hollow virtue signaling because they don't actually care about the art or the medium. I do think that having a Nintendo Cinematic Universe becomes uh, ripe for corruption down the line, especially if it becomes as popular as the MCU. I think one safeguard against that is the fact that they are Japanese. Yeah. Um, Because I think that 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 culture is so much less... Uh, I I don't know what to call it. Woke. I'm sure they have their own version of it. Was it them there, that came but... up with the term of baitswa, or was that the? Well, that was a Chinese. Or was that Chinese? Term. Uh, but you but know. there's a similar and I think kind of warranted disdain for how precious Western people are about their, you know, their little individuality and their, well, you know, complaining about everything. Their when identities when they're born into their... a country of the utmost privilege. Yeah, yeah, their tendency to complain when uh, they're in a very comfortable position. Um, And uh, about, you know, gender identity and uh, all of these, like, I don't know, Me Too and just all of this confusion. And I think, like, Eastern, there are Eastern cultures that don't have any such confusions and therefore don't have those roadblocks in the way of just... Mm wanting to make a profit. It's also funny too, because Disney tacitly admitted that what they were doing wasn't working because they did announce Toy Story 5, which will also probably end up being, you know, just as bad, but they're going to go back and they're going to bring back Tim Allen. They're going to bring back, uh, they're not going to. Tim Allen is not that. uh, They don't like Tim Allen. Yeah. He's not that well liked by Woke Hollywood, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's just like constant regurgitations. And then finally, when they do what they're advised to do, which is make a new story with new characters, it has to be, um, here's a, a child whose uh, sexuality is one of the main plot points of the movie. And uh, it's like this very clearly calculated, diverse cast of characters that appeal to adults only when it's supposedly a children's film. It's just whack. I I don't think children like this. I do think that they should avoid... I would rather they didn't make a cinematic universe of any sort. I'd rather Nintendo just made good movies and keep the freedom to make them separate and not connect everything. No, yeah, not everything needs to be connected. They've got this right here uh, on screen. So they've got Super Mario Brothers and then Detective Pikachu 2. Unfortunately, it's not called Electric Boogaloo. That would have been fantastic. 
uh, Zelda, uh, Star Fox. So I was right about Star Fox. Earthbound, Super Mario Brothers 2, uh, and then Metroid, and then they're going to do Super Smash Brothers. Uh, so I guess Super Smash Brothers is like the it's, Avengers. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of clever. Yeah, kind of. I I worry only because um, video game adaptations have been such a disaster. Yeah, but the on ones, a routine basis, the ones that are based. For, that are more for kids seem to do better. So Detective sure. Pikachu did fine. Sonic people loved. It's Sonic Two people liked. Like somebody Even made Wreck a comment. Ralph was good. Yeah, but and the some, sequel sucked. Somebody made a comment. They said they don't realize how much lore there is. To they were talking about us because we talked about a, a little bit of the stuff on Friday about how much lore there is behind Sonic. And there is. There's a ton of you know. Much like uh, a lot of people might not realize, like that Power Rangers has become its own thing for like 30 years. Sonic has tons of lore behind it. But when you're making movies for kids, Sonic did a good job of putting Easter eggs in there that. They the parents would like, like or, li or love and that the kids might understand, but it wasn't necessary for the story. It didn't matter. In the movies? In the movie. Yeah. In, the, in the movies. So it, for me, I think that this is the way to go, but just disconnect, disconnect the movies. Do you think that we're going to eventually reach a point here where superhero movies will just become, will fall to the back burner if they don't, if they keep making poor ones the way they are? There's the argument to be made that we are not in the middle of a, uh, of superhero fatigue we're just watching bad movies and that people will go see movies when they're good uh, i mean you lose trust with an audience after consistently when it's consolidated down to just one or two companies then the trust carries from movie to movie whereas back in the day two or three companies could make a bad action movie but the fourth action movie doesn't necessarily mean it was going to be made by the same company so you haven't lost the trust mm -hmm. you've lost when it's consolidated down to just warner brothers or just disney right meaning marvel and dc yeah i i guess it's not necessarily superhero fatigue but well, I think people are just sick of bad movies and are yeah. sick of, of movies. Like, it's really funny. I, I watched this great video. Guys, there's an amazing video where Zach from Comics Matter points out that, do you remember when we talked about Ike Perlmutter and the guy, the guy who, yeah. uh, okay. <laughs> and how like people just don't like that guy. They, they don't know why they don't like him, but they just, they don't like him. And he got out of Marvel movies. Like he stopped being involved in Marvel movies, like right when they started going bad, but people can't figure out why they don't like him. And it turns out he's given like hundreds of millions of dollars to like gender affirming care. And so he's actually like socially liberal, fiscally conservative, but people just heard that they don't like him. They don't know why, but they just, hate the guy and which, he also in which the, in, people like uh like people on twitter who complain about anything to do with marvel that isn't uh kevin feige right so they didn't like him because he was an executive and he literally got marvel out of bankrupt like he sold marvel to disney so in a way he sold he saved the comic book industry from dying by keeping it alive and selling it to disney and also he gives money to the he gave like a hundred million dollars to the innocence project so he's like <laughs> what is the innocence project it's like uh, for it's uh, to help people who are wrongly oh. uh, who are wrongly accused cleft the misfit said how are they going to make an earthbound movie for kids ness literally has to rescue paula from a cult and at some point they enter an lsd trip uh foreside where they're attacked by surrealist paintings and fire hydrants it could be one of those things where that one that one might get a different rating than the rest of them that's an interesting thing uh, does anybody know in the chat i don't know off the top of my head if all the marvel movies got blanket pg-13 ratings were there any pgs in there or were they all just generically pg-13 
I think they were all just generically PG-13, whereas these, they might not be able to do that with Earthbound. Maybe that ends up being PG-13 while the rest of them are, are PG. Also, did G-rated movies even exist anymore? When was the last time you heard of a G-rated movie? It's been a while, but I, I guess it's not relevant to me anymore. Yeah, but I can't <laughs> even remember the last time I, I saw a G-rated movie advertised. I knew kids growing up who weren't allowed to watch PG movies. Yeah. Not PG-13, but PG. Like, they could only watch G. I don't know if G exists anymore, but that's a good question. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, what were you okay, talking I, about? I was talking about Ike Perlmutter and Marvel, but what I want to talk about for the rest of this is, do you think that this will be the type of thing where eventually we'll just be seeing more video game movies as long as they're the, the ones for kids and maybe the TV shows are where the adaptations for adults go? The, the I, longer form stories, right? Like somebody pointed out that they are working on a Metal Gear Solid movie that got pushed for uh, COVID reasons. Stuff yeah, like that. So, if it's aimed at kids, it's not as ideologically charged. If it's aimed at adults, they immediately mm -hmm. think like we need to take those incels down a peg yeah. <laughs> and ruin the, the IP that they love. For Mario Bros, that's clearly not the case. Um, something funny. Uh, I... I was looking at frozen pizzas at the grocery store the other day and they put all of these like video game promote like related promotions on frozen pizza boxes and hot pockets. <laughs> Mountain Dew too, kind of like Mountain Dew with game fuel. Yeah, it's kind of it's a little bit insulting, but at the same time I'm sure a lot of people are buying it and they're like crap. I'm the target audience. <laughs> like I've become target audience. But literally, this. it was like Assassin's Creed promo codes on like stuffed crust DiGiorno's. I'm so hungry now. <laughs> now, now I want stuffed crust DiGiorno. Uh, somebody says that Deadpool is rated R, but Deadpool was not MCU. Deadpool was fought 20th Century Fox before Marvel bought it, so it wasn't technically part of the MCU. Obviously, Blade was before the MCU as a thing. I don't know, man. It's like. I think video game movies end up in the next five to ten years. They end up surpassing it. I, I Even just, I video think game movies changes. that aren't based on existing IPs have done well, though. Like yeah. um, Free Guy did well. Free Guy was great. Wreck It uh, Ralph did well, and that's not, to my understanding, I don't think that's based on a real game. And I don't think that they should make a Free Guy two. I, no. I don't think it it needs to be made. But that's that means it's something that unlike superhero franchises, it is more easily adapted into new stories yeah. that don't need source material to... I mean, if you think about it, source material is a lot of baggage to carry going into a new project. Like, you don't want people to immediately get poisoned oh, yeah. on the thing that you're making. So just stop using source material. Just make your own. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of these smaller comic companies now are basically just... They don't even exist to tell good stories. They exist to be, like, pitches to Hollywood. Like the, the stories are told with the idea yeah. that they're not going to remain stories on paper that's that they're the going to, is. yeah, that's because they want to get to where the money is. So it's sad. Sort of like getting a book deal and yeah. writing a book just so that you can sell to, to Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. Similar. I, I mean, it's sad for the people that believe in the medium, that believe in the art being done, you know, that it's done the way it is, right? Like a lot of people, uh, there, there's people that argue in skating that you shouldn't focus on making content for Instagram or social media, that you should focus on making full length parts for videos that's because not, it felt more pure. Sure, but that's not where technology is at right now. No, like no. that's not what people are consuming now, so it's irrelevant. 
Um, what, what would you like to see adapted? We I asked the guys this on Friday. I said if you could see a game get adapted, what would you? Uh, what I didn't would grow you, up with video games. The, the, no, so none that know. you like to see. I wasn't allowed to yeah. play video games. Donkey Kong. They got to make Donkey Kong. Uh, um, and, I, and I mentioned Star Fox on Friday, and that's on this list there. So that's, that's how do you think uh, anime adaption, like live action, not in America. From anime, it's not going to work. Uh, I know that the too, like you mentioned too much baggage, meaning that yes. it will never be allowed to be that honest or I know to the be Death Note fair. series was yeah. widely hated. I don't know how well that can translate. Um Solitaire the movie somebody says. Yes, or maybe uh Pac-Man the movie. That was already a thing. But right? we can make like we can remake it. We can make Pac-Man too. Are they going to make a miss I thought they were saying they were going to make a Miss... Uh, oh, of course, Batman. they have to make a Miss Pac-Man movie. They wouldn't they, be able to th just... Wasn't that a real thing? That, uh, that, that, is that, you have to look that Didn't up. Didn't that you happen? Have to look that up. Um, uh, let's see. Is it Miss or Mrs.? Miss Pac-Man. M-S. Right? Not, Ms., not Mrs. Pac-Man. I can't find nah. anything. <laughs> I don't but know. We, need, we need the representation for There was Mrs. a Clue movie. Remember Clue? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a Clue movie. Yeah. All right. We got some super chats there. There's a couple there. Okay. Cornell said, all hail to the crisis actors and happy Monday to the awesome dynamic duo that is Brett and Mary. Well, hello and happy Monday. Happy Monday. Hope you're doing, <laughs> hope your day is going well. I hope work is going well if you're at work. Ryan Rubino said, just wait until they realize that Stitch isn't from space. <laughs> wait, what? Uh, from Lilo and Stitch. I thought he, yeah. he was from space. What do you mean? The, well, they cast him in the movie. Like They're not going to be able to cast an actual person from space. Are they going to cast a dog? I always thought that the story anyway was just about a kid dealing with grief. Yeah. Right? And getting an imaginary friend. But maybe I'm looking at At least we'll never hard. have to worry about Calvin and Hobbes the movie. They'd ruin that. That's, yeah. No. Um, Regatan said, tell Ian to watch Jesus Revolution. He was in it. Was he now? Was he? I heard bad things about Jesus Revolution. What what did you what was so bad about it? Um I think that a lot of like Christians who are more, I don't know, on the the trad end of the spectrum mm. didn't like how it um sort of integrated Christianity into the hippie movement, um, into something synonymous with the hippie movement and like free love and stuff. Okay. But I don't know what the plot of of the movie was so who am i to say g centoyo said i prefer elizabeth taylor as cleopatra mary would agree as you, you should violet eyes guys <laughs> i love that the lore about her is um she got divorced a bunch of time times and she had purple eyes david i think it was like eight times right she had like eight husbands nine. a lot more than more than j-lo yeah more than j-lo <laughs> david Tavares said People creating content today, mostly millennials, are mostly eternal adolescents. It is sad. I don't think anything will change in the next 10 years. The question is, look, for the ones who make a living doing it, like, I can't hate on them for that. They, they, they make their money, right? Gideon like, in like, particular or... Like what? Say that again. Gideon. Well, yeah, like in, like any of those people. Like I, I can laugh at the dude who got uh, what happened to him at the like. I can laugh at them when when shit goes wrong when stuff like goes wrong. Like the guy that 
the prank YouTuber yeah. we were talking about that got shot. Yeah, at like the that's mall. that's f around and find out, right? But like if you're if you're making the money and surviving, like a lot of the times, as much as that is a form of protracted adolescence, they're learning how to work for themselves more than anyone in my generation was taught how to do that. <laughs> Like my generation was not taught how to work for yourself. My generation was taught you go get a job, you go to college, and then you go work for someone That's else. That's when that model did work, though. When yeah. you would be at the same company I mean, on a steady track that of, didn't even work in of my promotions generation. and raises. No, I don't mean yeah, your generation. Before I mean, me, yeah. Yeah, like you're on a track for like 45 years, yeah. um, and then you're set for the rest of your life. It's not really like that anymore. So I guess you have to film yourself getting arrested. Yeah, like, like, uh, like I can't be mad. Make <laughs> your money. How far we've fallen? Make your money, I guess. Ryan's depending on the day of the week, I could be mad at that. Like I could, I, I, I could find that to be just the downfall of society on a Tuesday and on a Wednesday, I'd find it hilarious. I guess I'm just an inconsistent person. Temperamental. Yeah. Ryan Spinell said, "Love y'all. Keep doing yo thing." There you, you go. go. Thank you. Thanks. Let's do one more, and then we will move on. Thousand Foot Deep End said, I think millennials are so nostalgia focused because we were the first generation to have immediate access to what we grew up with. Factors into the extended adolescence thoughts. Yeah, like believe it or not, Mary, there was a time when you couldn't just watch your favorite like animation from like a movie you saw uh, 10 years ago on YouTube. Like you had to just either have it on a VHS tape or you had to record it somehow and you didn't just have immediate access to everything that ever inspired you. Like I go back and watch great, like weird stuff. Like uh, the 19, there's a, there's a video wrap up of the 1991 World Series that I had on VHS growing up that is on YouTube that I can watch at any time. Back but in the day, you, back the in question. the day, I would have to like go dig out my VHS player and put that on to watch it. And you just wouldn't do that normally. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, a debate erupted on Twitter over the weekend, and you know we love that, and we're going to adjudicate on the issue. It's, of course, uh, about women and men and them just talking past each other and the battle of the sexes and sexual marketplace value and all of that ugly stuff. Uh, here is the original tweet that started it all. Any Zoomer who thinks the right pick is above average. Uh, can you show the, the tweet? Uh, there's a $20 one quick for there from Boosted Yogi. He said, pack Zezer. Wait, so yeah, and somebody to, else has said, pack they them. <laughs> we need to show the Sun Optimist tweet. Okay. Uh, start for, let's, let's start over here. So let's, let's just, just re-describe what we're, what we're about to look at here. Okay, okay. So there was a debate about whether women were more attractive objectively in the 90s compared to today. And they debated this using the examples of Jennifer Connelly and Zendaya. And I guess those would be considered the, the it girls or the heartthrobs of their own times. Um, and it, it compared one picture of Jennifer Connelly and a paparazzi photo of Zendaya, where Zendaya is not wearing makeup, she's walking uh, in the middle of the night, probably getting out of an Uber, um, she does look mad. She, she doesn't look like glammed up or anything. So the tweet said, any Zoomer who thinks the right pick is above average attractive doesn't understand that in the 90s, uh, seven looked like the left pick. Above average meant something else back then. There'd be like 10 girls as or more beautiful than Connolly working at every chain restaurant. So she is so beautiful. with lived experience. Would you say true or false? 
I don't know. Dude. Like, I, I, I think that might be a stretch to say that there's 10 that look like Jennifer Connelly. I think that is a, a stretch. But or my, more but, attractive than Jennifer but Connelly. But my, my mind goes back to seeing Jennifer Connelly sing in Dark City, and I see that as a glammed up, gorgeous starlet of a woman who's, who's beautiful. And so I don't think that I'm going to go to the... Thank you! I, I am not going to go to the local Dunkin' Donuts or the local Baskin Robbins and see a bunch of women yeah. that look like Jennifer Conley. I'm not. In the 90s or no. today? No. I would say the same, but obviously I wasn't alive in the 90s. Yeah. I don't know if that is accurate. I think to the extent that this is true on objective metrics... Um, it's because people are fatter now. They yeah. take less care of themselves. They probably dress a little worse with less effort. They're wearing athleisure all the time. and Well, they've made clothes. It's nice that... and stretchy for your fat fill out, you know. Um, they've made uh, clothes that hide. That, clothes that, that hide yeah. your fat. Uh, or in, or intended to, but I fail at doing why it. why I wear all black all the time. Yeah. Hides my fat. Um... And then I guess with that, with being fat comes all sorts of other issues for your health that make you less attractive. Uh, we've got one from Cloud Roth. He said, it was more impressive to see a beautiful woman back in the day. You know they didn't have any work done. Those perfect teeth were a gift from the genetics gods. Yeah, that's, that is true. Well, people still had braces, but... Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. People are more likely to get cosmetic procedures today. Speaking of weight, there was a scale downstairs over the weekend. It was like a glass scale. Okay. And I was like, is this a prank scale where I'm going to step on it and it's just going to break in two pieces and start going, you're fat, you're fat, you're there, fat. There's no. going to be like an alarm bell and yeah. like the <laughs> red lights start flashing and it's like, woo, woo. Look, you I, are I was, fat. I was like, uh, like, I'm already kind of fat. Like, I don't need a scale <laughs> telling me that I'm fat. I mean, by today's standards, uh, what is fat anyway? I, know, I think right? like it's really it it gets a lot of traction when people point it out. But like people post a picture of like George Costanza, and they're like, "This is what was comically fat in the '90s." Yeah, in, in a lot and of ways. And it's true. Like our standards for ourselves have definitely lowered. Yep. But. Oh, we've There's got a super Clef chat from Clef the Misfit. He said, maybe women in the 90s had prettier faces, but because of all the hormones we put in food today, modern women have superior booba. Which, but Jennifer so Connelly Jennifer Connelly had the superior that uh, compared to Zendaya. Right. I don't know. Like People have also pointed out a ton that uh, Gen Z... Uh, both guys and girls look a lot younger. I'm just going to leave this on screen with no with no audio, so people okay. can. That's that's Jennifer Connelly. Um, and she's wow. a little bit older than in the example photo. Wow. Um, yeah, people have pointed out that Gen Z looks a lot younger at the same age. Everyone does now, as we're. And is that like hormone related? It's impossible to know. But it's like, not hard living. We're definitely not getting healthier, but we are getting more comfortable, and our standards for ourselves are lowering. Yeah. Fact. I wouldn't say you would go into uh, any random chain restaurant and there would be ten Jennifer Connellys waiting on you. That's a little. Uh, I mean, sign me up believe. for sign me up for that. For it that depends world, on right? the area you live in, too. Yeah. Like, if you live in New York City and you go to a Pilates class, there are going to be a lot of hot women. Guys, there are six hundred and thirty-four people watching. Could you hit the like button, please? Thank you. Yeah. Somebody mentioned it in the comments. And if you if you don't, 
If you don't hit the like button, can you please explain why? Yes, I would like a, a detailed explanation. I think Brett, our, our beauty isn't... standards have also shifted because of basically the demographic change of the country. Increasingly, this country is uh, non-white minorities. And then the it girls of our time period are going to not have those, I guess, Eurocentric beauty standards. Zendaya is an example of that. Yeah. She's also taller, right? Zendaya is tall, probably taller than Jennifer She's Connelly. pretty tall. I think um, she's like 5'10 or yeah. something. Like, she's she's pretty. She, like, like, like I said, she's they, definitely picked a, pretty. they picked a very bad picture of her right here. Right. Like, like, that was not good of them. There wasn't as much of a propagation of images as there is today when Jennifer Connelly was the same age as Zendaya. Yeah. Did... Jennifer Connelly get photographed walking out of a taxi at 4 a.m. with no makeup on. Back then. Looking yeah. pissed off. I, yeah, no, she didn't. So it's not really a fair comparison. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Zendaya is like the most attractive woman to ever live, but she's obviously above average. Yeah. Obviously. And you can see when she's in a similar context, the one there. picture of Jennifer Connelly, she looks amazing. Yep. And everybody in Hollywood has a team of people making sure that they look good, perfect even. Um, I'm just, just happy with... to see a skinny person in Hollywood. Yeah, like Zendaya is nice and skinny and tall. She's kind of like a Barbie doll in that way. Um, at, at some point you have to realize like the objective standards of beauty are never gonna change. That's just our nature. Yep. Our brains just click. We just know what looks good and that's never going to change no matter how much body positivity propaganda there is out there no matter how much we reiterate that everyone is beautiful it's never going to be true the objective standards of attractiveness are always going to be objective and Mind if me, that hurts anyone's feelings i don't know what to say Connolly in the photo that was shown here like when the, when we were looking at the photos of her from this article which is this one right here reminds me of orla brady they look almost the same there. Like, she's 60-something. Yeah. Jennifer Connelly, as you were saying, yeah. also grew into yeah. her looks. Um, she became, she's a, gorgeous. Like, I think she's beautiful. Like, in Top Gun, she's classic beauty in Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Like, she is. Uh, or, like I said, Orla Bray, she's like 62 in that photo or something like that. In this she, photo? Yeah, like, older. Like, that's, uh, I guess today, like, now you can, like, with the right money and genetics together, like if you if you go if you do your surgery sparingly and you don't overdo it, you can have that fountain of youth for a long time. Right. Um, I mean, plastic surgery has been uh, pervasive in Hollywood for um, the very beginning. Yeah. And it was just done in a smarter way before. I have a harder time. It's like I, I look at stuff like this and I'm just like, who am I to judge these people? <laughs> I, I am. I have no room to talk. So I'm I, I keep my number grading off air and with the boys. If, if this was the boys episode, maybe I would be giving uh, yeah. great like a rating off air. But it's like uh, don't throw stones in glass houses. Uh, I have no room to talk. But I think that the, the idea that they're even comparable in the same way is kind of weird. I don't put them in. Like, they just don't... They're not the same category. They're not the same type of, of woman, right? Like, okay. it's, I wouldn't see them the same way. This just caused a lot of controversy because, obviously, this is a purposefully selected photo of Zendaya where yep. she's not looking her best. And comparing that to a glamour shot from a movie star where she has her hair done and her makeup done and she... Uh, 
was at her peak of attractiveness, it's not comparable. It's apples to oranges. I mean, I think it's a fair comparison to now look at her here, like in the in this shot. Yeah. With her on the red carpet. Obviously, they're like 30 years apart in age, but like, you know. They're both attractive. Yes. I don't know what the controversy is supposed to be other than just trying to rage bait people and online. Then it, and then it becomes an argument that becomes about like, why can't women support other women? Why can't men support other well, women? This, why is it so, yeah. so why is it uh, nobody's comparing Tom Cruise to Russell Crowe or something like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're kind of right in that way, right? Like uh, nobody... Are people comparing Chris Evans to Chris Hemsworth and saying, like, look at these guys. Chris Hemsworth is clearly more attractive than... Yeah, they're not, but it's because the way that men look is just less important than the way that women look. And yeah. women's looks have a much stronger impact on men than the other way around. And, and women, um, men's looks play a role in, in how far they get in Hollywood, but not yeah. to the level of a woman's looks. Definitely. So. Um, I don't know. I think that this was mostly a rage bait, but I wanted to hear y'all's opinions. It is, it is, kind, of, uh, it is kind of nice to, to be able to, to be sexist once again and just start comparing women. It's like a throwback to the early 2000s. Uh, what I would say is that <laughs> Never went away. Comparison yeah. of women and, you know, women having no solidarity with each other. It's never, ha like, there's never been a change. Only it's one of my rhetoric. favorite things that Hollywood tries to change is, yeah. is pretend that women like supporting each other all the time, which, of course, some might. But in general, we know that that's just not how people are. Yeah. Um, and I... I can't speak for how like objectively true this statement is about the 90s, but there's no accounting for taste and like the fashion back then and the way people did their hair and the I I believe yeah, like because people took better care of themselves um and their weight that's yeah. a huge factor. It's like those photos that say like this was a beach in the 1980s and everybody's thin. Yeah, like that's real. Yeah. People were more attractive probably on on an objective scale 30 40 years ago than they are today no and plastic surgery yeah. no no uh, well, I weight guess was a lot less there was less plastic common. surgery but it was less accessible to average people yes the, there there was not a consumer model for right. for for plastic surgery and the the way that people do cosmetic procedures and plastic surgery now is i think a lot different to the way that they did it before the yeah. way it was done before was uh you know, how can you get away with it with no one noticing? Now, people use plastic surgery almost as a way of conspicuous consumption, where it's like, I'm showing off the fact that I can afford these lip fillers. So it's I'm a, showing it's off that symbol. I can afford these breast implants or these injections. And it's very obvious that they have them and they're not trying to hide it at all. Yeah. And uh, it used to be something that was done. It was like. Plastic surgery used to be similar to CGI, meaning that the best versions of it are the type that you don't under that you don't see. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's still that way, but now everyone thinks like plastic surgery all looks the same because the cases of it that you notice are the worst ones. Yeah. Um, because that's the most interesting for people to looking to like show a and... blow up doll yeah. <laughs> with like gigantic uh baboon anus lips <laughs> that's what we think of when we think of plastic surgery today and it's not exactly the it's most not always um 
Uh, I'm sure Jennifer well. Connelly has gotten work done. Uh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm Absolutely. Sure. Uh, I wouldn't be able to tell you what, but it's like I look at it and it doesn't look. It's but that's not the overt. point. You shouldn't be able to point it out and, and immediately notice. That she's should not got, ever like, be the first thing you notice about somebody. She's even got like gray in her hair. It's like it's like a... I just it's made like a, a deceptive like... I just made a tweet about this the other day when I was... Uh, <laughs> I, I literally just just the other day where I was talking about I'm, I miss the day of Hollywood before aging and de-aging where I was watching Dollhouse and in Dollhouse they have at the end of season one at the end of season two they have an episodes that are called Epitaph Part 1 and Epitaph Part 2 and in that they, like the, it takes place in the future so to age up smoking hot Eliza Dushku they just put a gray streak in her hair <laughs> she looks exactly as young as she did before she just has a gray streak in her hair yeah. and somebody's like they could have just had Tulsi Gabbard player I'm like <laughs> yeah they could they could have had Tulsi Gabbard player that would have been freaking great yeah um um, but that was, you know, that's what it was back then. They they didn't know how to, I mean, obviously there's like makeup they could do and they did like uh, post-production, but a lot of prosthesis, but they weren't doing that because they weren't aging the character up so far that they needed to give her a ton of wrinkles. But mm -hmm. she just has the gray streak in her hair and she's kind of got the gray. She's, you know, it's it's right there. And they, yeah. they even, here, I'll show it on screen. They even talk about this in an episode of Person of Interest where he's like making fun of his, like he's got the salt and pepper hair and everybody would always tell him he, he never wants to get rid of it, but they always tell him to keep it because chicks dig the salt and pepper hair on on guys often yeah yeah mm -hmm. so it's a is that going to be a thing like will we then eventually have like a guys are going to be into salt and pepper haired women i mean if we go by what nina was saying which is that age gap relationships are going to proliferate once the recession sets in so so younger men probably? will be going for for the women with the i guess it will be a sign of your bank account being prosperous if you've got the gray streak in your hair yeah and if you have enough plastic surgery uh i'm taking i'm, I'm gonna go looking for my uh i'm gonna be a sugar baby i got this i'm i'm a little old but i, I could still pull it off just depends on the age gap <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I think both of them are beautiful. How about that? There, I, I, I take no positions here. I am a, I am the milk toast fence sitter of this discussion. I, I take no. One quote tweet said, "Any man who reads and engages with posts like this is gay. Gossiping about women's looks. Go outside and chop wood." <laughs> there you go. That's so a... it seems like you have the correct opinion on this, Brett. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's all, but it's also that's like this that that's partially it, but it's also like, do you really want to throw? stones when you're just a normal looking dude it's like it's like those guys who are like oh, i would never have sex with this person I'm like e you would like they're like some celebrity some famous person they're like sadly most people have no standards i'm like no you're you're lying yeah. you would right and yeah. uh, another thing is like uh i don't think that it's productive to just Make men and women argue with each other online all day. Well, that's, I mean, that's a huge <laughs> problem right now. Like, like, we're all talking at each other and not to each other. And that's, that is kind of the crux of most of the dating podcasts and the dating shows is men and women yeah. who just talk about their standards to another person, but they don't actually have a conversation with them. They just kind of argue back and forth because both sides have valid criticisms or valid complaints that they that they're feeling mm -hmm. but having a valid complaint does not mean that you don't have to have an actual discussion about it because it's not uh it's not a one it's it's not a situation where like it's not a zero-sum game mm -hmm. in if it works out properly everyone should win and most of the time people aren't looking for everyone to win they're looking to have their opinion validated all right all right we got a, we got a couple there i think we got one 
Stephanie O'Neill said, I know I'm late to the convo. Mary, go see Nefarious. Fantastic de depiction of possession endorsed by Catholic Exorcist. My brother and I were riveted for every second. Yeah. I I know it's in theaters right now, but I looked around and I didn't see it anywhere near me. I was recommended to go see it by a friend of mine. Uh, I saw on his Instagram story, he said, if you're about to go see Nefarious... Just to make sure that you go to confession and you receive the Blessed Sacrament beforehand and and don't go out of a morbid curiosity. And I was like, how scary can this movie possibly be? It's not be? that scary. And I looked at the trailer and it didn't seem like it was going to be it's that good. scary. Um, I liked it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I like Sean Patrick Flannery a lot as an actor. And I, I recognized him and the other guy. That was the other thing about it is I knew both of those actors. The other actor, the actor that plays the lawyer in that played like a porn kingpin in the show Castle. What? So Okay. I watched Unplanned, which is from the same, uh, I guess, the same producers yeah. as Nefarious. Um, and I remember liking that. It's obviously not the most high-budget film, but I think they actually went about it um, pretty well compared to a lot of movies that are from a Christian perspective on abortion. Um and I like Abby Johnson, so that was cool to watch. So maybe I'll go see Nefarious. I don't know where it's showing around here, but it, the movie's at its best when they allow Sean Pat the, when they allow Sean Patrick Flannery to go between his the nefarious character and the inmates. Uh, the the jarring difference between those scenes are really really good. Okay. Um, and I I don't know if 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 scary is the word for it. It's a movie that uh, makes you like somebody says makes you think. I think that's part okay. of it. It's more to me the the times when he's changing are uh, are supposed to be shocking, but it ends up being the most human when you see him when you see that character scared. Well, maybe so. that's a good thing because. Uh horror movies should probably do more than just scare you yeah. but scaring you is part of the formula there is one there is one bit of expositional dialogue that uses all of the buzzwords and they they use the buzzwords on purpose i understand that oh. but it took me out of it immediately for for just okay. a second also there is one more up there from ryan spindle i don't know if we got that one um, Miss Pac-Man is a is a legendary oh, game sorry he said uh, Miss Pac-Man is a legendary game actually highly revered Pushes up glasses. And Jesus Revolution was pretty solid, TBH. Okay. Okay, maybe I'll tell Ian to watch it. All right, let's move on, shall we? Okay, this next story is about Ice-T's wife, Coco I, Austin. By the way, I, I screw up Ice-T and Ice Cube literally every time. I don't Ice mean T to. Ice-T is the one with the best Twitter game, I right? love Ice-T's Twitter. It's fantastic. Ice-T's tweets are legendary. Yeah. So... Coco Austin got a lot of backlash recently because she posted a video on her Instagram where her and a bunch of members of their family were dancing in a TikTok. And then her daughter, who is uh, how old? She's like seven, yeah. something like that, runs into the video and starts twerking in front of everybody. Yeah. And everyone was like, that just seems inappropriate. I mean, I, I would just assume not have known this story was a thing. It's like, if that happens in real life, uh, it's like you, you laugh it off, it's whatever. But when you post it on social media, it becomes a thing. Yeah. And yes, Ice-T from Law & Order, Mighty Rax. Yes, yeah. Ice-T from Law & Order. Um, did you see that somebody took the clip of uh, the butt, the clip from that famous one from Law & Order where the guy goes, I am not gay. I have relationships with, I have uh, relationships with women and 
No. Yeah. Uh, there's a clip where basically a guy admits to having sex with men, and then he goes, "Newsflash, it means you're gay." It's an old clip, and somebody like did that, but put like used AI voice to say, "I drink Bud Light," and Ice T <laughs> goes, "It's because you're gay." <laughs> I like that. Yes. Uh, should we show the clip, or are we not? I, I mean, it's not that bad. I. All right. Fine. Um, um, I don't know how what you're supposed to think about. Something. Here we go. It's still public on Instagram, so that's clearly Mark Zuckerberg doesn't care. It's just a weird thing, right? He said, yes. uh, <laughs> "Is Ice T oh, recording right. this?" <laughs> oh no, kids, right? And she said, kids. "Gotta love family time." The adults in our family were doing a TikTok, and Chanel, her name, runs out in the middle to bust a move and make us laugh. She loves to joke. And I guess she was yeah. imitating Tina from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, a, and, or you could even say even, uh, not just that, but also Velma from. Yeah. <laughs> should, I mean, should a seven-year-old even watch Bob's, Bob's Burgers? Burgers? Oh. I don't know. It doesn't seem super appropriate. But anyway, I'm kind of shocked all of the comments are defending Coco on her own I mean, post. I'm not. She's, like, deleting anything that is... That doesn't you know, surprise saying, me. Like this isn't a co- okay. One person said, "I normally wouldn't agree with a little girl twerking, but Coco can do no wrong in my eyes." I don't know. Like I don't know if a couple of years ago I would have ever thought about any of this. I would have just never looked at something like this, so I wouldn't have known that this was going on. And I would have thought, like, eh, that's weird. Like I don't know if the parents should be posting that. If you pull up, uh, how about you pull up um, Coco's Instagram account and we can just scroll through? I because I think. She okay. She uses her Instagram to promote her OnlyFans page. She doesn't need one. That's crazy. Yeah, and she definitely doesn't have a financial need to do OnlyFans. Unless Ice T's got like the world's greatest prenup, and she's just stacking. They're they're divorced. No, I'm just saying, like, just in case. Yeah. So she's she's got an OnlyFans. She posts foot fetish content. She posts very explicit pictures that aren't nudes, but they're very close to that. Um, I'm I'm putting it on screen for everyone. It's like a kind of NSFW, but not really. Definitely something that you wouldn't pull up at work. So yeah, be careful. Yeah, and she has like these highlight reels um, that are like one it says hot pics, one says shoe freak, where it's basically just a bunch of pictures of her feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I hate that this is on here. She had a she has a highlight reel of nursing. Her daughter. That's freaking weird. And she's that even always, like, when spoken people... publicly about nursing her daughter until she's four years old. Whenever people talk about like nursing in public and they say it's perfectly natural, I'm like, fine. So is so is peeing. Peeing Look, in front of people. Is even not... that nursing in public in real life is a totally different thing than posing and pointing your camera at it and no. posting it to your three million followers, most of whom followed you for sexualized content. Yeah. That's insane that yeah. that would even be on the same page as your bikini photos or your OnlyFans advertisements. There's another video that she posted from her TikTok with her daughter where they're dancing and her daughter smacks her ass <laughs> while she's twerking. Yeah. It's not appropriate to, I mean, look, just on its face, posting a picture of your daughter and then having that be right next to a picture of you in your underwear wearing like a thong. 
it's not appropriate to, for those things it to even be on the be, same Instagram page. It is going to be weird in 15 years when like her like when they have to look at these pictures and be like like why it's going to be hard for the next generation to reconcile being put next to this type of content. It's not okay. Yeah. And she's not even old enough to know whether she wants to be a public figure, but she's kind of being forced into it and doesn't understand the gravity of it. Yeah. And Coco Austin has obviously cultivated an audience mainly off of her sexual content and that's what she is funneling people to go pay for yep. on her page so why would that page also share space with pictures of your daughter who knows who's five years old like it's i mean why you, would you do that you would have you'd think you'd have like a, a private page for pictures with your kids Mm -hmm. Like in not a, like if if this is the one you choose to make public, then keep that public, I guess. But then have a private one for friends and family with pictures of your kids. Not to mention, we just do live in an era now where putting pictures of your kids on the internet at all it's is dangerous. Is dangerous inherently, in, yeah, and it's like, a risk that you have to take for yourself. But yeah. posting nursing videos to your followers who followed you for sexual content who will then grow up and follow your kid when your kid has social media posts it's gonna be creepy it's not okay and even with the most charitable interpretation of this it's that obviously this woman doesn't see her daughter in a sexual light yeah. and doesn't think anything she posts of her could possibly be seen that way. And I think that for but her... But that's just an ignorance. That's, yeah, I'm going, what I'm going to say is like for her, I bet you nowhere in her brain is there yeah. like a, a thought that this is Hopefully, in any way yeah. bad. Like you would hope, right? That definitely. She's just missing it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, so when she posts a video where the thumbnail is her daughter smacking her ass... She's obviously thinking, haha, it's just a funny moment with my daughter. And if it were happening off video and just in the comfort of your own home in privacy and it weren't posted on social media, that would be a totally different thing. Yeah. But when you post it publicly for millions of people to watch and comment on and have opinions about, it's just not ethical. I'm going to stand by that. I don't think it's okay. And I don't know why everyone is so hesitant to say um, something is or isn't okay these days. Like, we have Cultural to make objective statements about what is okay morally or I not think, okay. Morally. I think a lot of it is that we live in an age where cultural relativism is very prominent. Cultural and moral relativism. But also... That we do come from a country that has long since, or at least it used to believe in the idea of like, live and let live, not my business, not my problem, right? And I mean, I'm, I'm of that mind. Most of the time, I'm of that mind. Do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. It's none of my business. As long as you're not harming kids and you're not forcing yourself on anybody, you're not stealing their stuff. I am very much a live and let live person in almost every instance. And I think that that permeates a lot of the culture. So a lot of people just see this, look, it's not my business, it's not my problem. Why would I spend any time? I mean, if I'm being fair, if we weren't doing the show, I'm not going to go on this lady's page and shame her. I'm going to ignore it, say it's weird, and then move on with my day. Like that's Well, what else can you do? It's exactly. not like you could talk to her one-on-one -on -one about like, why you think Coco, this is okay. Coco, listen. Coco, listen. We got to have her. a talk. We got to have a talk, lady. Like I, I, but like, why is the immediate reaction for people in the comments to be like, it's her life, let her live. How dare you think that this is creepy? Yeah. 
when objectively, like, we know that creeps are on the internet. I mean, it's that's primarily the, where they reveal themselves to be creeps. The real, like, the real thing I think that a lot of these people are missing is that there are absolutely, like, predators that are just, like, looking at pictures, looking yes. for pictures of your kids. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not you see it as a sexual thing is kind of irrelevant because they do, you know? And are you okay with taking that risk? Uh, I don't like that this page is just full of pictures of her like silicone filled ass, silicone tits and her daughter next to them, directly next to them. It's just not right. And I don't think that I should sound like a, like a moralizing prude for pointing that out. You know, um, everyone is just so afraid to have an opinion these days. I don't get it. I th- well, also, you're more connected to the world than you ever were before. So back in the day, you wouldn't have had a, an occasion to share this opinion with that person because you're never going to run into this person or post on their content. Sharing your opinions on something like this around the dinner table isn't the same as sharing this opinion on the internet with a bunch of other people. Like, I think that those are structurally different things to a lot of people. And this isn't even a conversation about OnlyFans or posting sexual content on she social media. She is in the top 0.1%, which means she, she is, is one of the profitable ones. Yeah. This is a conversation about promoting your OnlyFans and sexual content yep. next to content about your kid who doesn't even know what 3 million people is. I will <laughs> also have no... Um, I, I, I won't care when her daughter goes down the same path and makes the same mistakes because it's like, look, you made your choices. You should have raised your kid better. I guess you could say... It's this is mo- grooming, though. Yeah. It's uh, that I'm just, you know, if nobody's telling her otherwise, do you really expect the kid to end up any different or any better? I don't know. Aware of it or not, if you yeah. are raised to accept all of this hypersexuality around you as appropriate, yeah. you're going to adopt those same behaviors. It's grooming. That's the definition of it, whether you know it or not. Um, And it's not even about her intent anymore because she needs to just realize as an adult that, you know, people follow you because they like jacking off to you. Why are you posting pictures of your kid on the same account where they're jacking off to you? Why? They're scrolling past pictures of your kid while jacking off to other pictures of you. That's insane. Like, but continue living in blissful ignorance of that, I guess. I mean, we're just coming up into a, in a creepy time in the world, right? Where all these things are connected to people. Where back in the day, a lot of these women would have been shamed out of being public. And they wouldn't have shared stuff like this publicly, uh, especially once they had kids. You even see the women, a lot of the women that, that do get into porn stop posting stuff like that once they have kids. Yeah, sometimes it helps you realize the stakes of these things when you start a family, hopefully, but not for everybody. I I just cannot imagine, like, being in the mindset of somebody who posts, like, hashtag normalized breastfeeding next to, look at my lingerie shoot. Obviously, breastfeeding is not something that should be sexualized, Mm. Uh. But the reason that it is is because of people like you. So you're not doing anything to normalize it. Normalize it. You're doing more to stigmatize it. Negative YouTube says it's not ignorance; it's intentional. I think that's true. I don't know if I buy. I really that hope it's not. I don't know if I buy that. That's intentional from her. Like I, I think that we tend to fall into this category where just because we're aware 
of the things that are going on in the world and just how bad things are is that we're not like that. We assume that everyone else is as well and that they've literally been co-opted so well that they don't realize that what they're doing is wrong. I don't know. Her, her bio does state mom picks to hot picks. <laughs> I didn't even so okay how yeah. intentional okay, is this that is very intentional never mind like yeah like as soon as you make that is it the contrast that you're selling yourself on the yeah. contrast between well, the, co the content you make with your kid and the content that you make for only fans is yeah. like a selling point i didn't even think about that yeah that's i didn't even see that part there. i yeah. truly hope it's not intentional and the most charitable interpretation is that this lady would never see her kid that way but unfortunately, we don't live in a world where we can depend on that being the case all the time. Yeah. Oof. I, don't know. <laughs> I know that there have been women who tried to sell videos of them giving birth on OnlyFans. Yeah. This is a thing. It's unfortunately a reality that we have to accept about the Internet, that there are dangerous people on it. Um, We've been, it's, it's 2023. It's, this is the only time when it's appropriate to say that it's current year. You should get this by now. It's current year. It's 2023. You should understand that dangerous people are on the internet looking for content of children. What's the, uh, the meme? It says like back in the day, they would say, don't, uh, don't talk to strangers on the internet and don't accept, uh, don't accept rides from a stranger and don't talk to strangers on the internet. And now it's like, it's 2023. I contact a stranger on the internet to get a ride. Yes, exactly. Like that's, that's literally the world we live in right now. So, yeah. All right. We got to, do we have any super chats there? Uh, oh, we do. Oh, yeah. one, literally one just came in right there. It's Okay. Stephanie O'Neill, or sorry, no, it's over 9,000, said, Brett, have you seen the Jackie Robinson movie 42? Good, solid acting from Harrison Ford and the late Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman has like a, before he passed, had like a kind of a monopoly on all of the classic characters. Uh, oh, the sorry, classic, we've, we've got yeah. one from Purple. Right on, Mary. I totally agree. She knows what she's doing. She doesn't care. She probably likes the attention of the creeps, clearly. Don't be charitable to her. Otherwise, it won't stop. I don't know if it's ever going to stop anyways. I think of it more as a runaway train. This yeah. society has, like, if everyone's wondering, like, if it's, if the world can be saved or changed, I hesitate to think, like, especially when it relates to culture, media, and propaganda, that that war was actually lost about 20 years ago, and that it's infiltrated so far that we, we did a video on Friday about Sandra Bullock and how her daughter said that she's not woke enough because yeah. she was okay with squid games being made with no black people. Therefore, it's bad because she's like, I can't believe daddy would watch this. There's no black people in squid games. Her kid's like seven. Her kid's like, or her kid's like, uh, like 12 years old. Like, we're screwed. Unsupervised internet we're screwed. Did like to a 12-year-old. The brain is already melted a mm -hmm. lot. Of, uh, she might, might have been younger than 12. But the point is, I said, like, but then the mom says, celebrates with it. says like, she's so smart. She teaches me. Well, what she needs to know. And I said, if you don't see this moment as a time in which you can then clarify to your daughter that a show being made in Korea isn't going to look the same as a show being made in America and that there's contextual differences there. And instead you just decide to say, I'm so proud of her. We lost this battle. 20 Adults years don't ago. see themselves as the leaders anymore of the younger generation. Yeah. It's we, a sad thing. Well, that was, didn't that happen during the cultural Re revolution in China? Like, children were promoted and told to shame adults. That's the thing. So, uh, What was your take on 42? Uh, I, I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember that, that like watching it ago. when it was, like, yeah. when it came out, and I, I remember almost 
anything about it. I will have to. I, maybe, I was going to rewatch Field of Dreams this weekend, so maybe I'll watch them both this weekend. Um, All right, and then there's one from Goofer Trooper there. Is I love a live action version of Berserk, but they'd 100% ruin everything about it. By the way, you should read Berserk. Let's go. There you go. Uh, also, speaking of Berserk, this isn't the same thing, but Berserker, the Keanu Reeves comic from Boom Studios, is supposedly being made into a Netflix series, if I remember correctly. So there's an example of that as well. Uh, the Coco one kind of, th that topic literally just made me think more. Like, I never, like, I guess I wouldn't have thought about it because I'm not looking at Coco's page, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't, like, I just the, the quote you posted out, about on her Mom page picks to hot picks that's that's a little bit disconcerting right is this partially yeah. also because we're having kids younger they're like people are having kids younger and they're for older no well she was she's pretty young she's not that old like i'm saying like really? somebody like her who's uh can afford the plastic surgery and we are in protracted adolescence she's 43 that's not that old and has then, a five-year-old. Yeah. So, so okay, that's so, still a geriatric pregnancy. But, I'm saying, but okay, but that's that's her. But I'm saying that there's also going to be the examples of women that are having kids at 16 who are then in their 30s when their kid's a teenager and they're like, oh my gosh, it's my mini-me. And then they have like the weird... Uh, well, it's either you have the unplanned pregnancy in like your late teens and then you think of yourself as your kid's best friend. Yeah, they're not an actual parent. Or, and not a parent or... In other cases, you protract adolescence to your 40s in this case. And I didn't know she was, I thought she was in her 30s. Don't take accountability for your actions and involve she, your child in your social media exploits. Also, for the, not, not obviously in the Coco situation because Ice Tea is around, but a lot of those situations, it's fatherless households that. There's no dad. Well, even then, it's like it's somehow spiritually fatherless if he's you know. not putting some order over the household and this is allowed. But we still give Ice-T a, a, a pass because he's got a great Twitter, apparently. He's funny on Twitter, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, All right. That kind of put a damper on things. Yeah. That's oh, oh, actually, I do have a funny thing to end the show on. Guys, do you remember last week when I mentioned that uh, we talked about Arnold and we talked about the pothole and then they found out that it wasn't a pothole, it was a digging trench? And then somebody pointed out, they're like, we'll see the government. I'm like, yeah, we find out later that that trench was supposed to be filled in months ago because it's California and it's the government and they just didn't get around to doing it because they suck. So they didn't need to take the... No, they didn't need to reopen it. They, they, they need have, to they, reopen the They're going to fix it. They're going to make it more level. Apparently, he didn't do the best job. But yeah, um, so apparently they were already done with all the work. And that was going to sit there until May. It's A for effort. Yeah, he Arnold. tried. So originally, I thought that it was a problem with uh, him. I'm like, he shouldn't have done that. And then I'm like, oh, no. So yeah, sucks to be him. <laughs> all right, Mary, my friend, let everyone know where they can find you. Yes, you can send me validation on Instagram. It's all safer work content at Mary Archived. <laughs> and you can send me hate on Twitter. That is also Mary Archived. All right. Guys, before we go, could you hit the like button on this video? Could you subscribe to this channel if you have not done so already? Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, if you'd like to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brett Dasovic on both. 
The show is here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. I've also just uh, been looking into it lately. We are growing on Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts and Pandora and Spotify. So if you are working and you'd like to listen to this podcast rather than watch, you can find us on those platforms. Thank you very much. And if you'd like to follow the show on social media, we are on Twitter at popculture underscore show. Facebook and TikTok at Pop Culture Crisis and on Instagram at Pop Culture Crisis Pod. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.